Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. All right, good morning. Welcome again to church. Uh, for those who may not know me, I am Russ Brackenbury. And I, along with my lovely wife, uh, lead the church here in Revelstoke, which we are very happy to do. And Jasmine kind of stole a bit of my thunder, talking about the year of spiritual formation. But I, I think it's so important that I want to re-emphasize it, because it's, it's just something that we get to do together. Uh, I, was, I was really pleased with the buy-in that we had for our week of prayer and fasting. Like, I was, I was, I was proud. I really was proud of the buy-in that we had. Uh, and, you know, toast is amazing after a week of fasting. So, like, Sunday after church, I am having toast. And that was the first thing I chewed for a week. And, and it was beautiful. Uh, especially because, as we all know, toast is a butter transfer device. Right? And so, yeah, so toast and butter was amazing. Uh, but it, it was a great precursor to our year of spiritual formation. Uh, because it's just a, such a baseline. So we are doing a series, uh, eight series in 2024 on the, our year of spiritual formation. This is message number two in, a, in a, our four-week series called God Unveiled. Um, my wife referred to the app. I'm one of those 60 percenters when it comes to the app stuff. And, uh, you know, my first thought went, oh, man, I got WhatsApp. I got Alvanto. I got Slack. I, you know... Um, thank goodness I'm not really on Facebook, uh, but I do have Messenger, and I still have regular text messaging. But he does um, like Instagram. But I do yeah. like Instagram, and I'm only on Instagram because my daughter's on Instagram, and I'm always trying to find stupid things to send her, uh, which there is a plethora of on Instagram. Uh, so the goal for the series, though, is that you would learn more about the nature of God and his current role in the world, that God isn't some far-off thing that we hear about the man upstairs and it never affects our life now. It's something from the past and is not relevant now. No, not true. That is not the nature of God. And we, wanna, we are looking at that for this whole year, studying the nature of God. It's, it's amazing. Well, and we're going to talk about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, salvation, sin. Like, we're, we're covering it all. If at the end of the year, you couldn't walk into a Bible college and pass the entrance exam then we have failed you, all right? <laughs> Josiah's thinking, oh man, that's a... All right, so I'm going to go back. I'm going to start because it's a, a good spot to go back to. Uh, Pastor Dave referred to this verse last week in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Okay, I'm, lo- I'm waiting for it to come up up front, but it's coming up behind me. All right, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So that, that is our very foundation of this whole year to me, that we believe that mankind was created by God. Yeah. Right? We believe that. I believe that. Mankind is created with, by God. And if I, don't, if I don't believe that, then this whole year of spiritual transformation won't mean anything because I don't have that foundation. And so uh, today I want to share an important truth with you. So this God who created mankind in his own image, created the whole universe, 
right, created it all, he wants to have a relationship with you. Right? That God who created everything wants to be personally involved in your life. That is an amazing concept to me. You know, I, I can't imagine... Uh, I can't imagine Doug Klovechuk. Chuck, he's our MLA for, for our area, Klovechuk. Um, he does not know my name, right? Uh, I have shaken his hand. He's been in our church, but he would not know who I am, right? David Eby, our premier, even less he would know who I am. Um, these people don't know me, but yet they have influence in my life, right? But the creator of the universe knows me by name, yeah, right? And he encourages us to know him by name, right? And so uh, if you are taking notes, the title, because everything has to have a title, uh, God wants you, right? God wants you. Um, so not, not, not long after his creation, we find that... Uh, God wanted to be with mankind. And the, the verse in Genesis, and I, I love this verse, it's so profound. It's in Genesis 3.8. It says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. So uh, I'm kind of, two things I'm encouraged about here. First, even God decided he had to walk in the cool of the day. <laughs> even he's not out in the sun, right? Um, but it's so personal, right? He's out walking in the garden. Yeah. Uh, I remember my grandpa on the farm, and sometimes he'd just go out for a walk. You know, this was, this was his, yeah. right? And it was important for him to be out on the land. And so here we see God, just after his creation, he wants to be, he wants to be in it, yeah. right? He wasn't satisfied to just be aloof from it. Yeah. And he was in the garden. Now, you know, unfortunately, they the man and the woman are hiding from God among the trees because they've been bad, right? They sinned. We don't like to talk about sin, but they sinned. They did exactly the opposite of what God had asked them to do. And now they were ashamed and they were hiding. And it's the first time they realized that they were naked. Uh, I would totally realize it now, for sure. Uh, You don't even like to have the dreams where you wake up and you don't have any pants on, right? So... The first thing is, though, God is relational, right? God is relational. He is not detached from his creation. He, he created us to interact with us. He says in Isaiah chapter 41, 13, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you, right? That's, that's our God. He didn't just create man and then stand off and say, well... You're on your own. If you guys blow it on your own head, be it. Right? That's not the God that we serve. Remember, we are created in the image of God. And, you know, we're the only species in the Bible that it actually says that about. Right? God did not create your cat in the image of God. Right? Uh, I know that comes as a shock to some who are cat lovers. uh, But, you know, God didn't create the animals in his image. He created mankind in his image. And so if, if, he, if he created us in his image, and remember we, we learned last week from Pastor Dave talking about the Trinity, that the Trinity is relational, right? They, it's this interactive dance. I, I thought that was a beautiful illustration that Pastor Dave gave about the Trinity last week in that 
Um, you know, he was saying that he grew up in church and therefore doesn't know how to dance. Uh, I, I kind of grew up in church and sort of know how to dance, but you don't want to watch it, right? Uh, but there are some people. I remember um, at Pastor Josiah's wedding, there were some people that grew up in church, and they didn't know how to dance. And uh, do you remember that? That there was people there that didn't know how to dance? I remember that. But he created us in his image, and therefore he created us as relational beings. And he created us for a relationship. He does not... Uh, want to just have, um, you know, relation, relationships are two-way streets, right? Yeah. So it's, it's one thing for him to say, like, hey, I'd like to have a relationship with these people. But in order to have a relationship, it has to be a two-way street. We have to have relationship with him. Have you ever had these relationships where, oh, yeah, I, um, this guy's my friend, but how come I'm the only one that ever calls him? Yeah. How come I never get a call? How come the only time he calls me is when he wants my lawnmower? He's a right? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, possibly true. Uh, but, you know, it's just um, because relationships that are one-sided really aren't relationships, are they? Right? They're acquaintances, possibly, but it's not a relationship. Uh, remember dating? I remember dating. You know, it has been 38 years since I've had to ask for a date. Uh, well, from someone that I didn't know. Uh, my wife and I still have dates. Uh, but, you know, uh, if... You know, meeting online is very common nowadays. Yeah. I didn't realize that because I haven't had to do it. Uh, I went to Bible college, which was online dating in the 80s. <laughs> right? Um, but in, this is a U.S. statistic. So in 2023, 39% of heterosexual relationships began online. In 2009, it was 22%. And I'll bet you 10 years before that, the statistic is decidingly less because you know, the internet was just kind of becoming a thing. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S. alone, 50, where's my, $5.1 billion U.S. is generated a year on dating apps. That's a lot of money to get a date, right? <laughs> um, but that's, that's the way it is. But at some point, you know, you have these relationships online. And I, I am not speaking against them at all. So the, let's just start with that. Uh, I'm not speaking against online dating. But at some point, if you want a relationship to flourish, you have to meet the person face-to-face yeah. -face and sit down. Because you know what? Maybe their picture isn't accurate. <laughs> right? If I was going to put a dating app picture on, maybe it wouldn't be one from today. You know, even if you look at the picture that, you know, we have a Pastor Jasmine and I that flips up there, it's got to be five years old. My mustache is darker. You know, uh, I think, yeah, show that one. <laughs> show that one. But at some point you have to meet because a relationship is about spending time together, right? And so it's the same with the relationship with God. Uh, you know, if, if my wife and I are on a date, she talks, I listen. Then I talk and she listens. If it's just she's talking to me, that's not a date yeah. to me. That's just her talking to me, right? And we don't, we can just even chit-chat at home, yeah. you know. Uh, to me, a, a date is not going to a movie together. That's going to a movie together. <laughs> because you typically don't interact when you're at a movie together, right? Uh, if Blair comes over today to watch football, Blair's coming over to watch football. 
yes, we're friends, and we're going to have a little chit-chat in between, but mostly I'm using Blair for commentary because he knows who all these people are, <laughs> and I don't. But when we you know, were out at McDonald's for coffee last Wednesday morning, that's interaction. That's friendship, right? So those are important. And, and mankind, God wants to have this relationship with us, but through our disobedience to him, we severed that relationship. Right? And he wanted so much to have a relationship with us that he had to make a way to bring that relationship back because we could not do it on our own. Right? So first, like, let's remind ourselves God is relational. He wants that relationship with us. And because of our nature, because of our sinful nature, it's not a natural relationship to have back. Right? But God wants us to call on him. Let's read chapter, uh, from chapter 8 in Romans. So the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. So this is a, this is a really personal scripture to me. And the reason that it's personal, uh, throw this picture up there, Josh. There, that's, that's my daughter, Abigail. So uh, if you happen to be on the podcast and you're listening to this, Here's a little description for you. So my wife has got blonde hair and blue eyes. Green eyes. Green eyes. Greenish blue eyes. And I am somewhat darker skinned and do not have hair. But when I did have it, it was brown. But we are obviously Caucasian. My daughter is from Thailand. And obviously does not look like her mother and I, or any of her three siblings who are biological. So that's our, our family tree. We're from Europe, right? We're European. Uh, our daughter is not. So she came into our family in November of 2000. And although she grew up in town, you know, we, we got a couple of strange looks once in a while. We're in Southside. She, uh, hey, Dad. People kind of look. Uh, one lady at the till told her one day, your English is very good. Oh and <laughs> she said, Thank you. And she's like, Dad, what was I supposed to say to that? I said, you, you, you did it okay. You did okay. But, you know, um, when I talk about her, I, I, so just so you know, this is my son, Ethan, that's sitting in the front row. Wave, Ethan. He's my biological son. This is my adopted daughter. How do I introduce them? No, oh, I'd like you to meet my biological son, Ethan. No, right? And I don't introduce her. I'd like you to meet my adopted daughter. Abigail. Because to me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? They are, they are the same in my family. They just joined it differently. Yeah. Right? And, and she has the same rights that my biological children do. Yeah. Right? Because she's my daughter. She's no less my child than if Jasmine would have birthed her herself. Yeah. Right? That, that, and that is the spirit of sonship that we have when it comes to God, that he's adopted us into his family, right? So we, we become part of this greater family of God, but with the same, like, it's no different in his eyes if, as if we were biological, yeah. right? We have, the same, we have the same legal rights. Like, Ethan has the same right over my inheritance as Abigail does because they're my children, Right? And God looks at us like that, that we are his children. We are just joining his family a different way. Yeah. Right? And, the, and the way that we did it was because of Christ. Yeah. Right? And so 
uh, God wants us to call on him and realize that he is our father. Yeah. Right? Abigail does not call me Mr. Brackenbury. <laughs> she does not call me Russ. Uh, it's very odd when your children call you by their first name. Yeah. I know uh, my son Ethan and my other son Adam, they both worked at the mill and they both had radios and they couldn't call me dad on the radio. So it was always very odd when they thought, hello, Russ. And you could just see them. Ha ha, I got the guts. Yeah. <laughs> so, but she calls me, they call me dad. Yeah. And I love that word. Yeah. I love the connotations of being called a dad. You know, because I tell people, you know, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. But I always wanted to be a dad. Wow. You know, and I, I love being a dad. I love being a grandpa. But I love it that that, that same mentality that I, I, because it helps me to understand about being a child of God. Uh, and I, I understand that not everybody has an awesome recollection of the word father. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I'm sorry for that beyond words. Yeah. And it, it makes it hard sometimes for people to realize, oh, I, I can't call on God. like I don't want to go like my father. You know, that's not the way God is. Yeah. Right? God is a loving, caring father. Yeah. And, and the, the example to those that want to be good dads. So the type of relationship that God wants with us is a, a being the sons and daughters and realizing that, yes, we can call on him. Yes, he wants to hold our hand. You know, uh, I, I still love that holding my kids' hands where they were little, just for the security that it gave them. You know, and, uh, and God wants that security for us yeah. to know that we are loved as sons and daughters of him. So he wanted a relationship with his creation so much that he had to take human form to make it happen. And this is a bit of a longer scripture, um, and I, but I want to read the whole thing because I think it's, it's also a reflection of the dance that we heard about last week of the dance of the Trinity. Um, so I'm going to step back here and we're going to read through the whole thing. So this is from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, and he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made, its dwell, made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. I love that scripture. We have seen his glory. So, uh, Ethan, I want you to stand up for a second. Because he's the, the son of mine that's here. Okay, turn around so people can see you. Yeah. So... Does he look like me? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so he's a reflection of me, right? 
uh, I'm the, he's the before, I'm the after picture. Say, <laughs> so, yeah, you have, you have the body God gave you till you're 19, and then you're on your own. <laughs> okay, thank you, you may be seated. So he, he's a, he is a reflection of me, but he doesn't look, we're not identical, yeah. right? Uh, but Christ came as, a very, as the very being of God walking on the earth. Right? Once again, once again, like we heard at the beginning, where God walked with his creation in the garden, Jesus walked on the earth. God walked with man again. God walked with man. The, the Bible actually calls uh, Jesus, is referred to as the second Adam. Right? And he, I, I didn't write who said this, but I just made sure I got the quote around it. He came, Christ came to redeem humanity from sin and death that resulted from disobedience, the disobedience of the first Adam. So Jesus came to walk, walk the earth and he gave his life. That was the way that we could, that was our path back to the Father, was for Jesus to come and die on a cross and shed his blood and be resurrected from the dead so that we could be back in a relationship with God. Because remember, God wanted the relationship with us. But he couldn't have it because of us. Right? He wanted it so badly, he was willing to give up his son so that he could be back in relationship with us. God wants to interact in your life and not be detached. And he had to make a way to ensure that it would happen. Let's look at a couple of verses here. John 3, chapter 3, or John 3, verse 3. Truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. I love the discussion between Jesus and Nicodemus at the beginning of John 3, where uh, and Nicodemus is like, how, how can a man be born again? Does he enter once again into his mother? Uh, you know, uh, my wife would say it was hard enough to get one out, <laughs> right? Let alone put one back. Uh, but he's, he's telling them there, there has to be something that happens. And he talks about being born of the Spirit. And John 3, 16 and 17 says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So man through sin has distanced himself from a relationship with God. God has made a path back to him by sending his Son. God wants a relationship with you. But how's our, do we want a relationship with him? Yes. Right? Do we want the relationship with him? Now, some of us, we've made the decision to follow Christ. We've, we've recognized that we are separated from God. We've asked God to forgive our sins and come be part of our life. And that, that's a great initial decision. Right? And I will encourage everyone after about that. But that's a great initial decision. But it's like, it's like going on a first date, <laughs> really. You know, um, you kind of get that awkwardness out of the way. You know, do you like mountain biking? I like mountain biking. Do you like skiing? <laughs> uh, I don't like skiing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Um, Jasmine and I were in Scotland last year, and we were in this little neighborhood pub, and um, they don't have a lot of personal space. In these, like, there's a table here, and Jasmine and I are here, then there's this other couple here, and their table, there's round tables, and it's just about touching our table, but they're at a separate table. And then there's another couple sitting over here, 
And I could hear that they were on their first date. They'd met online. And they, yeah. So I just kind of listened a little bit. Because you couldn't help it. Right? If she wasn't talking to me, I could hear other things going on around me. And I kind of heard that. Oh, what do you do? And blah, blah, blah. And so that, that's great. That's a first date. But then what happens after that? Right? And it's the same with our relationship with God, with Christ. What happens after that initial decision? Uh, we have to spend some time together. And I, I believe that as a, as a whole, in, in our Christian society, it can be a very one-sided relationship. Right? Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet, I'm going to pray this morning, and I'm going to get all these things off my chest, and then I'm going to work. <laughs> or um, I, I need something, so I pray. But we don't give God the chance to talk to us. And I, I'm trying to, I'm learning, I mean, I've, I've been a Christian since I was 15 years old, and I'm still learning this. Uh, the other day, so during the prayer and fasting, I thought, okay, I'm going to just sit for five minutes. Yeah. I set the timer on my watch, even, for five minutes. And I'm going to just try not to think about anything and just allow God some space. It is difficult. It's five minutes, right? I can watch a movie for two hours, but try to have five minutes of silence to let God talk. So one of the ways that I'm trying to do something different, and I've talked about it before, is where I'm actually listening to Scripture this year. Yeah. Uh, because when I read it, even if I have a plan, sometimes I find I'm trying to conquer it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I get through this, I can get on with my next thing. But that, you know, if Scripture is the living Word of God, and God wants to speak to me through His Word, then I have to give it time. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise, I'm just not letting God talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading it, I'm getting, I'm, I can check off on my devotional, I've got it done, but I need the slow down moment that comes from listening to the word of God so that, and, and kind of pray along with what I'm hearing, even if I'm doing something else, which I, I typically do it like if I'm down in my little gym, because I don't have to think about anything else, right? But it gives me time to listen slowly and to interact with the word of God. And I want to encourage those of you who have... Um, given your life to Christ already, to do something to give God time. And, and, and um, have that relationship, the give and take of a relationship. The actually doing the listening part, not just the talking part. And it is a discipline. It is difficult. But you can learn it. We can all learn it together. And we're going to learn more about that this year for sure. And we're going to spend some time together with God um, learning about Him. So... Your path back to God starts with acknowledging the sacrifice of Christ, repenting of your sin, and asking for his forgiveness. That's the start of a relationship with Christ, with God. The Bible tells us that when we repent of our sin, he forgives our sin, and he tells us that whoever belongs to Christ is a new creation. Now, does it mean that you're never going to have issues? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means your heart and your, your spirit is reborn into that relationship where we can call him Father. You're no longer, that's the initial decision that we need to make in order to recover from that estranged relationship. Because he wants the relationship with us, he's made the path for us to have a relationship with him, but, but we have to make a move towards that. You as a person have to make that move of re, towards that relationship. And that starts with acknowledging 
the sacrifice of Christ and repenting of your sin and asking for forgiveness. But the old life is gone. I love that forgiveness, that cleansing. I mean, I was only 15 years old when I gave my life to Christ. And you think, how bad can you be at 15? Bad enough. (laughs) Bad enough that you know that you need forgiveness, right? I didn't, you know, well, I won't tell you all I did. But uh, I was was a 15-year-old sinful man. No different than somebody being a 70-year-old sinful man. Sin is sin. And God is able to forgive your sin today. No matter how old you are, no matter what the sin is, there is no sin beyond that forgiveness of Christ. There's no sin beyond it. If, it, if, it, if it, you're 90 years old today and you were going to pass away tomorrow, you could still make the decision to follow Christ. right? And, and you would still have eternal life the same as me who became a Christian at 15 and is going to live to 100. Right? It makes no difference. It's, it's the same repentance. It's the same forgiveness. It's the same new life. Yeah. Right? So I'd just like everybody to, to bow your heads. Uh, if you are listening to this on a podcast, would you please take a moment at the same time to do that with us? Um, bow your heads and um, nobody looking around. And if you are this person this morning here and, and you, you want a relationship with God, but you've never asked God to forgive your sin and to start that relationship, now is your time. Now is the moment that you can make that decision. Right? Now is the time that you can make that decision. And so if you, have, if you would like this morning to ask God to forgive your sins and take that step towards relationship with Him, would you just slip your hand up and acknowledge that? That, that is your decision to do that? I see that one hand. Just give people a moment make a decision. This is a decision that will change your life forever. And it's worth pausing to do it. So many years ago, I, I prayed a prayer. And it was a simple prayer that changed my life but it was just a start. And so I'd like to invite us all to stand and we're going to pray this prayer together. And we're praying it together because as a reminder too for you what it meant back in that day when you first made the decision to follow Christ. Because sometimes we need the reminder and as an encouragement for the person that lifted up their hand that we're all in it together. Right? We're all in this together. So would you pray this prayer with me this morning? Our Father God, we acknowledge this morning our need of you. We're so thankful that you want a relationship with us. And I ask you this morning to forgive my sins. come into a relationship with me. I want to know what it is to be your child. Thank you for new life and a new beginning. Amen. Amen. You can be seated.
So this morning, thank you for coming. We want to open this, um, this place to a place of prayer this morning. If you were here this morning and you would like prayer for anything, uh, we would be happy to pray with you. We have a prayer team that's on here this morning. Um, no need needs to go past this place without having people gather and pray, right? Because we believe in a God that changes things, right? We believe in a God that steps in because of his relationship with us. Remember, Abba Father, we call on him like our father. And he wants to give us good gifts, like we, we said this morning. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca. Thank you.